Welcome into our number two of Sports Talk on a funky Friday edition. Scott Beatty and Evan Kahn ready to sniff out any element of danger or threat, be it uh, from nature or man or self, whatever it is, we are here for you. Glad you are along, too. Hey, hope your Friday's going well. And uh, if it didn't, hopefully it becomes something you can enjoy and as we ease into the weekend on a hot and muggy day last hour we visited with matt daniels from the news gazette sports pages we yucked it up with ali adams and discussed a little bit of the illini defensive line they will have their seventh practice tomorrow some of us will get to uh, see a little bit of that but they are not having any open practice uh, and we will uh, bring you what we can and all that as we continue to uh, get closer to the start of the college football season. Big weekend in baseball. Cardinals are hosting the Yankees tonight, and the Cubs get a dramatic win from uh, off the bat of Wilson Contreras' bottom of the eighth home run. Cubs beat the Marlins 2-1, to one, and uh, you wouldn't know that the Cubs are 20 games under five hundred <laughs> from the reaction off that win that's what i love about baseball it's still fun to win a game no matter if you're in it or not and wrigley they show up no matter what and the bleachers were full and they were doing giveaways and everybody's enjoying summer while they can and glad willie gets to have another game or at least a couple more months at wrigley field in a cubs uniform so it doesn't matter that you get no hit for six innings as long as you got the most runs by the end of it so Cubs come away with a win. Cardinals and White Sox looking for some big wins themselves tonight. You know, as we talked uh, through the last few weeks about Illinois' football attendance and thinking about attendance and how it's often tied to success of teams, it doesn't seem to be tied to the the success of Cubs in this era, the last couple of decades at least, at Wrigley. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And some people like to make fun of the Cubs fan base for that, I think it could be a badge of honor that, yeah, this fan base shows up no matter what. Now, it's a great neighborhood ballpark to go to, and that's part of the draw. I don't mm-hmm. think it's quite the same at the Trop. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, you even get... though Tampa's had really good teams over the years, it's just a different thing. So if you switched out those stadiums, it might be a different story. But my point mm-hmm. is, is if you've got a team that's not winning and the fans don't show up, people, some people are going to say, well, see, the fans, they're fair weather. They don't care. Right. And if you have a team that's not playing well and the fans show up, people are going to say, well, look at those fans. They'll just show up anyway, so why would they even bother trying to win? Come on. Let's just just, just say it's a, it's a, there's, a, there's a loyalty in that fan base, and it's a great venue, and that's why they'll fill it up. And they're going to try to win mm-hmm. again. And the Cardinals have a good fan base, and I know we could the people lob things at each other about who's you know the better fan base and whatever and and all that. There's times when Bush Stadium's a little empty, and there's times when it's just capacity. So let's just—they're both good fan bases, all right? If they're fine. Yeah, tell me, tell me how the the crowd looks compared to the number that they put out for Bush Stadium tonight. Well, every place does that. I don't. I, I, Everybody know. announces tickets sold. Yeah, not I, gate. I get that, but how? 
something tells me that all those tickets aren't sold, you know, like Well, they're tickets out. Like, yeah, they're tickets out. Yeah. If you want to do like tickets sold, do tickets sold. If you're giving away fifteen thousand tickets a night, don't yeah. tell me that you sold those tickets. Well, it's your inventory, so you can call it what you want. Yeah, it's all finesse and it, it is all lies and whatever it is. But it's with, showbiz, with, my it's, friend. It's different it, as is they're saying this you know, year. Tickets it's, are hard to get, but for you, I'm willing to I could think I can scrounge one up. Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah they always say. It. it seems like everybody can always find a ticket to a postseason game at Bush Stadium. I just don't get it. So don't tell me that there's a scarcity. <laughs> Look and what I just did here. I poked the high. And they're and they're selling out all these games. I mean, give me a break. But you you I'm listed trying it. to make there's, a neutral statement here. There's there's a lot of reasons why people love. show up to Wrigley, and mostly it's the, that they've got a dedicated fan base. But it's also a place that visiting opponents want to come to. And even if your team's not in town and in your, you're in Chicago. You want to go see a, a, a game at Wrigley Field. It's just a, a destination kind of place. The, a, the, the Angels, same identical record as the Cubs. They, they've got better attendance than the Cubs do. Why? Because they put Mike Trout and Shohei Otani on the field every time they play there. So it gives them a, a, a reason for people to come out. And, and the Cubs, even if they're bad, they're fun to watch. And, and people want to come out and watch them. I'm sorry, but it's just boring in St. Louis. There's just <laughs> nothing to do. <laughs> Two one seven three five one five three five seven is a Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Meanwhile, the White Sox are trying to win a division. They're two games out in the AL Central, which features three teams that may or may not want to win the division. We shall see. They play the Texas Rangers tonight. Michael Massey in the lineup again for the Kansas City Royals. He is batting second tonight, and he's. Got a hit streak. He got another hit last night in their game against the Boston Red Sox. So that's some of the baseball headlines. Football practice today at training camp. We talked a bit about the defensive line last hour. How about the offensive side and the running back? We all know about Chase Brown, but the longest tenured coach on the Illini staff right now is running backs coach Corey Patterson into his fifth season. And Covering that room of speedsters, the questions started around now sophomore Josh McCray, as you remember, burst onto the scene last year, especially in that Purdue game in which he really had a game that he shined. Here's Corey Patterson. Yeah, Josh has grown so much, I mean, just from the aspect of football, you know, from being a, a, a 12th grader to coming to his freshman year and being thrown into the fire. Like, now you see Josh, like, more refined a little bit. Still not quite all the way there, but more refined and ready to get ready to go a little bit. And you see him every day in the classroom picking up things, learning things. You can see it in his face when things click. So, yeah, I think Josh is he's about ready now to start doing some, some bigger things. I mean, how big is that classroom part? Maybe just go with the fact that he's 6'1", 235, 240, and knocks you guys over. Yeah, the classroom part is going to be big. Man. Like we talked about earlier, the details. Like, the details are always going to have to be there. He's going to have to focus in, lock in, and be able to do the things that we need him to do to, to take him to the next level. Reggie Love healthy? How's he, how's he doing? How's yeah, he's, he, he's looking pretty good. He's looking to be moving around pretty good. Uh, excited to see how he continues to go at near the camp end because, you know, it gets harder and harder as the days go on. I mean, it'll be good to see how he can handle this thing going on forward. Yeah, we get getting to day 12 and 13 and 14. How have you seen Josh's maybe greater understanding of what the offense is translate on the field? Is he making you know, more different plays than he did a year ago at this time? You know, Josh is a natural football player. So a lot of times you may feel like it's something he doesn't catch, but when the ball snap, he has great, great instincts and he kind of make things happen. But now you start to see him understand the things that he's making happen. 
I think that's how he's changed a little bit. Do you think Josh is kind of learning from Chase? You kind of mentioned kind of watching what his movements and learning from him. Do you think, do you notice that? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I think all the guys are kind of picking good things up from each other. So, yeah, but Josh is definitely picking up some things from Chase. And Chase is taking that leadership role of pushing everybody in the room right now. Can I ask? Of Aiden uh, and Jordan both off the spring being here. Um, the spring did those guys tremendous. Like, it was good, so good for them. Um, I really feel like both of those guys, they picked up the offense really fast. Those, that's a smart group of guys. Um, thanks to their high school coaches. But um, they, did, they did a really good job picking up the offense. That's why they're so easily like, to plug and play a little bit. You're starting to see those guys develop and grow as we go into the fall. How did your guys adjust to the tempo that Barry wants to go with? How, how long did that take? Um, I would say it, it took a little time, but it's still an ongoing process. That's why I say it's, it's like it's still going right now. Like we have to be able to get going, and get the ball on the ground, and get a snap. So it's, it's on us to get those type of things. Going. The Tem Pro. Remember, that's the Tem Pro offense. A pro offense with tempo. Tem Pro. So uh, sounds encouraging there on Josh McRae as the number two back alongside Chase Brown. You heard the question about Reggie Love. He is now healthy, but I don't know. That to me uh, opens it up a bit to who is the third back in that room. Is it is it uh, going to be Reggie Love? Is it is it does a does it go to some carries to a couple of the freshmen, Aiden Lawfrey or or the bigger kid and Jordan Anderson? Is it Chase Hayden, who's been around a long time now, but never really broken into a regular part of the rotation, but has made some appearances. I don't know. Kind of like wide receiver. Who's the third wide receiver? That's a more pressing issue, I would say, (laughs) than the running back room. But just don't know where that depth chart settles out yet. And and it's different because even though they're freshmen, I think they got a lot of high hopes for both Jordan Anderson and Aiden Lawfrey. And we saw Reggie Love get carries. Am I forgetting somebody? Did did Norwood graduate or did he he, He, he he transferred out? So so that's it. I mean, but it's a a very talented running back room. And we know after last year that they're not afraid to give freshmen carries at that position if they think they're ready. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of Chase Brown and, and hopefully Josh McCarthy. A, a year into college, his body's in, in a little bit better shape to stick up or stick around for for the full grind, and he'll get a, a lot of the you know power carries back there. And that that third option probably maybe might not see the field so much. World according to Bob Osmussen is on the way here on Sports Talk, and Bob will visit with us here in studios. We do every. Friday here on a funky Friday sports talk. We had some strong storms in this week. Do you suspect any damage in your home? Maybe on your home, that is. Uh, you can't assume it either if you've if you've had, especially if you've had hail when it comes to your roof or stuff on your siding as well. Sometimes some cracks or dents there can be hard to spot. You can get a free estimate from our friends at CU Under Construction. And if you do have any damage, they're excellent with the insurance process and all that. You don't want to really leave that to chance. Even those little small dents in the siding can allow water in and bigger problems down the road. So whether it's roof, siding, or gutters, uh, they can help you out with any storm damage. Check out what they've done. You can see some of the work they've done on uh, an older home in Saybrook, Illinois, what they're doing with apartments on campus, and why so many are turning to CU Under Construction for renovations, redos, or additions. CU Under Construction using experts right in-house to 
really get a complete project done for you. They don't have to subcontract out because they have everybody they need in-house. It's See You Under Construction, 217-954-0385. The World According to Bob is on the way. This is Brett Musburger's Action Update. The NFL kicked off its... This funk can only mean one thing, and it's time for the world according to Bob Osmussen on Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Scott with Evan and Bob Osmussen from the News Gazette columns, particularly on the sports side. It's time for the world according to Bob. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you, too. Good to not be laid up or sick and worried about everything. Or in isolation, yeah. Isolation, yeah. I really wasn't in isolation because we all had it at the same time. So it's like... Isolated from the world, but not yeah, from each other. Yeah, I couldn't see anybody else. I, I, I did walk the dog a couple, time or two after I felt better, but I had a mask on. I was not near anybody. It was, mm. it was, it was fine. Uh, I, I'm, hopefully this thing just runs through. At this point, for many people, it's it's a, it's a bad cold. Yes. Or, and, and then it moves on. And, and hopefully we're going to be done with all this well, after that. Well, that's, if, you know, frankly, not to, not to be political or anything, if we'd all taken the shot in the first place, it'd be it'd be gone, it'd be it'd be gone. So we didn't do that. I did. I took every shot because I'll I'll take. But when they say time to get a shot, I'm in line. Okay, I'm I'm there. You will get shots and you I, will take shots. You know, I've been I've I joke about this all the time. I've had so many things, you know, needles and things put into me over the last ten years. I'm immune to it. I I, did, I don't feel it. Somebody takes blood from me. I don't feel it. I, I, it's not a big deal now. So I'm like a, a pin cushion. <laughs> well, I, I was just thinking with, with the, the Fisher and the Urbana announcements, just just with, with COVID and all that, ho- as you said, hopefully this year is normal because you think about kids that are seniors, wh- whether right. it's high school or college, they haven't had a, a excuse me, a, a calendar school year that's been normal the the entire right. time, right? Their, their freshman year, it all started and de- dealt with the bogusness for the last couple years. So, yeah, hopefully we can we can get on to, to a normal school year here for, for 22, 23, get all the games in, get everybody Whatever with, takes. with all exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Bob, we've had a couple of icons pass away in the last week or so. Oh, of course, my. Bill Russell and then... We hear about uh, Vince Scully as well on two on, very Tuesday. different people in terms of how they dealt with the media. Vince Scully, I would argue, is one of the most beloved people from the media standpoint ever. Mm-hmm. No question about that. He was classy. I've heard I heard Brian talk about him earlier in the week. He got to meet him. It was awesome. Which is exactly what you think. Now, Bill Russell, obviously a great person, an unbelievable player. Unbelievable human being, but with the media, not so good. Yeah, <laughs> and it, 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 it was kind of dangerous, and he dealt with a lot of stuff that I can't even imagine. So right. I guess I don't blame him for being a little prickly, but it's unfortunate because, like we always say with, with these guys, if you if you just just be dick, dick buckus, as a guy, media people know is pretty can be tough, but when he's not tough. He's awesome. Mm. I well, think Bill Russell was the same thing. Well, yeah, and I mean, uh, Bill Russell was a competitor. Oh. Competitor, right? He was a tremendous champion. 
Oh yeah. And I wish I had gotten to meet him. But yeah, I mean the, the amount of racism, over oh. racism that he had to deal with. It's 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 he didn't in have the, to deal in with in that. The, in, right in in his hometown. Where he, play, where he led them to 11 titles, mm-hmm. and they were they were giving them grief all the time. It's like, how do you do? How do you? Hey, first of all, how does somebody in Boston mistreat Bill Russell, who gave you so much? You got all those banners. That's him. Okay, now a lot of lot of other players too, but obviously he was the catalyst. And how how could anybody? You got to go through all that. I mean, it's, that is what sports can do. Sports can make would our bad situation better? And Bill Russell should have been the guy that brought everybody together. Obviously, he did it on the court, off the court. But he was, again, give him credit for being so involved. You know, I've been, when I've, I haven't, I didn't catch the, the last two episodes of The Captain, but we were mm-hmm. talking about it. But I do see parallels between Bill Russell and Derek Jeter in this is that there's two guys that just kind of knew how to win. <laughs> and you can quibble about the greatness of Derek Jeter or not, and did he get a little, I mean, 3,000 hits don't happen by accident, but, you, you know, does he get overblown, be, uh, overinflated a bit because he played for the Yankees instead yes. of something else? The answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I still, uh, I just have a new appreciation for the guy's commitment to winning and to to, to, to being a team leader and being a champion. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I appreciate. Right. That's what Bill Russell was. Oh. I mean, um, uh, you know, you know, Oscar Robertson or whoever, well, and that you know, God who was the greatest players? I mean, you know, Michael or whoever. But the guy won. That's think what how he did. different basketball is. NBA is if Bill Russell had stuck with the original team, mm-hmm. right? The Hawks, mm-hmm. correct? That's who drafted him. Had had his rights. Traded him to Boston. I believe that's right mm-hmm. for Bones McKinney. I believe that's what happened. <laughs> so different world. But Bill Russell was able to get through. It was great, and I'm sorry to see him gone. Um, obviously, Vince Scully. I, somebody reminded me of his role in that movie uh, for the love of the game with yeah. Kevin Costner. I've seen that movie probably ten times. So I like it, and uh, Vince Scully was really helped make that movie really mm-hmm. good. And the cathedral that is Yankee it's, Stadium it's so, belongs it's so perfect. to a chapel. So perfect. <laughs> Scott says that one all the time. I love that line. That's a great line. <laughs> I wonder if he wrote it himself. Might have. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. That's one of Kevin Costner's worst movies in terms of acting. <laughs> it was pretty wooden. <laughs> That's and saying something. Not, <laughs> not very good. Well, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Gosh, I hope. I hope. Field of Dreams is the best movie he did. So, yeah. So, but th- not because of him. Well, partly because of him. He helped. Yeah. He was I mean, you probably could have put anybody in that role. Actually, Bull Durham is pretty good, too. Let's yes, he is things. very good in Bull Durham. Okay, we'll, we'll give him. We'll give him that. We're just hopefully, we're less than a week away from the Field of Dreams game again next week with the Cubs oh, and the, the Reds. Are, yeah, hopefully, uh, he doesn't walk out awkwardly and all white again and <laughs> just gaze off into the distance. You know, that was just the weirdest three minutes. Well, he was of my kind of reenacting Field of Dreams. Right. But yeah. I, it was. It was weird. I, I don't know. I don't know what he was on, but it's like let's let's cut that out for this year. But uh, Bob, we were talking about this uh, Vince Gully, and I wanted to wait until today. I don't know how much of an opinion you have on this, but as far as a, a Mount Rushmore for oh. broadcasters, um, Vince obviously oh, up he's, there. He's uh, he's definitely on it. Joe Buck is on it. Okay, certainly Harry has to be on it. Harry Carey. Joe, has to be on Jack it. or Joe Buck? Oh, that 
Not no, not Joe Buck. I thought you no. said Joe Buck. <laughs> no, Jack, Jack Buck. Jack Buck. Buck. Okay. Sorry. If I said Joe Buck, that was a horrible mistake. <laughs> Joe Buck's <laughs> well, it's a but, I mean, he's related, so But I, Joe you know. Buck is in the he was in the he TV has called show some World recently. Series. He was in that TV show uh with the one with I can't remember the I'm l- losing my mind. Anyway, he was did it uh Bachmeyer. He's in uh, Bachmeyer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anybody ever see that? Yeah, I've seen yep. it. Okay. It's, it's obscene, but he's hardly great repeatable, at it. yeah. He was great. <laughs> can't repeat it. But anyway, no, Jack Buck, awesome. And of course, you know, to me, probably uh Chip Carey. No, I'm kidding. Boy, I'm kidding. Needlessly aggressive. <laughs> yeah. No, those no I uh, Harry, Jack Buck, and Vin. For sure. Can't stand the sound of my own voice. I understand. Oh my, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that. He would be the fourth guy. Brock Meyer <laughs> would be the fourth. For anybody that hasn't seen this show, I'm sure you can get it on now. Uh, it is it is the most obscene thing ever. So I can't watch it with like my family, <laughs> but it's the funniest. Awesome. No thing. headphone can capture the complex oh, bourbon and butter it's, it's flavor so of my good. actual timber. It's so good. <laughs> Oh, I can't just, it makes me cry. It's so funny. The, the writing in that show, it's yes, so is <laughs> perfect. Uh, Hank Azaria is a treasure, national <laughs> yes. treasure. He really could, like, pass oh, as goodness. a baseball broadcaster. You know, he, he, it, sounds like, it seems so real. <laughs> and he's with the Royals in that, in that show originally. It's pretty cool. <laughs> the world we digress. According, yeah, the world according to Bob Osman. Okay, so Jack Buck. Uh, Vince Scully. Vince Scully, Harry Carey. And, and who was your fourth? This is baseball only. Uh, yeah, baseball only. baseball only. There's a bunch of people. Mel Allen. There's Red Barber. There's a bunch of people like that. Uh, Ernie Harwell. Ernie, well, awesome guy, awesome announcer. There's just so many. Bob Costas. Bob, no, not for me. Uh, I, I, he's fine, but no. no, no I knew I that was so. going to get a reaction. Out <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. But uh, there, really, let's say there's too many, but those. Those three have to be, and Jack Brickhouse also, mm-hmm. great announcer. It's kind of what your company is, who your team is. So I, I love the old Braves announcers, but I'm Yes, you'd like I'm some kind of way. commentary or perspective. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> who was that? That was Kent Brockman from oh. The Simpsons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like that. Um, oh, my, my. What, uh, what intrigues you between now and kickoff with Illinois football? Given well, the limited amount of intrigue that we can find intriguing. Well, you start with quarterback, of course, and that's, to me, kind of an obvious place. But I just want to see the defense was really kind of surprisingly good last year. And a lot of the credit went through the coaching, which it should. And they, and they admit Kirby Joseph was fantastic. So who's the next one of those guys? Who's coming out of the work on defense that you don't think – Right now, you might say, "Yeah, who's that guy? Can he help? That's what I want to see. I want to see who rises to the occasion. That's one thing. And the other thing, there's two games in the first month that, to me, are critical, not only to, well, definitely this season, Indiana, Virginia. Yes. Those two games, if Illinois wins both those games, which they can, definitely can, and both games are very winnable, they'll win those two games. They're set up for a nice year. And yeah, they'll yeah. probably be four and zero going in against Wisconsin. Four and zero against week, Wisconsin with a week off. Brett Bielema's first time back. Right, a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Those the two hype. games, and I think I don't think we know. This is kind of typical for Illinois. The last five, six years, ten years, you have no idea what the team's going to do. So 
If they start 4-0, if you told me right now they're going to be 4-0, I'd say, sure. If you told me they start out, worst case, I would think it would be 2-2, two and two, I'd say, sure. So somewhere in between, I think 4-0 is pretty good. If they start 4-0, they'll be in the bowl. How about that? I'll say that for sure. Mm. 4-0 means the bowl game. And then we'll see what it goes from there. 4-0 with a win in the Big Ten. If you can beat Wisconsin, 5-0, you're looking at, as Lon Zook used to say, you're cooking with gas. I love that expression. (laughs) I use it all the time. (laughs) You're cooking with gas. Uh, We were talking extensions, baseball, trade deadline. How do the Braves continue to sign guys to extensions for Uh under market value? They got Acuna for like the next five years Pretty for like deal. ten million a year. They got Albies for like five million a year for right. the next five and now they've got Austin Riley who's probably gonna win the NL MVP for twenty a year for the next ten years. What is it? What how well, how how? If you go there and you see the stadium they have and you see the area and the community and how the fans are bought in, it's a pretty good place to be right now. So that's part of it. They got you guys they're comfortable with and then there's once you sign one, you sign another, you sign another, it's pretty, it becomes pretty easy to put. To, right now they've got, I think, their best four players locked up for the next five years plus. Yeah. And Dansby Swanson has to be next, hopefully soon. I mean, I'm not going to be happy with they don't, they don't keep him. Big pending be, free agency. I'll be very unhappy with that if he goes away. So, But they'll, I think they'll keep him. So they're they're lined up pretty well. Mm-hmm. That team's going to be pretty good for a while. It's kind of reminiscent of the earlier run from ninety one two to two thousand three four. It's looking like that. <laughs> that run, I mean that yeah. stretch of fourteen titles were out. Yeah. It was fourteen titles were out. Yeah, it's more than the only one run. Only and Jim Rosso, mean as he is, always points out one one title, one World Series. I don't care. I mean, I would li- like ten or eight, or whatever. But one is enough. They were great every year. That's so, what it's all about. That's all. Well, uh, be in, be in the be in the picture. There's been the theme of the conversation this week because when we did uh, volleyball media days, you know, Illinois volleyballs found a way to be very successful in the postseason, right. but it's not necessarily going to win the Big Ten year in and year out. Um, well, the league is so good. Well, and yeah, it's yes. getting better. Yeah, so it's, it's crazy. not. <laughs> it's not a slight against. It's no, just, that just shows you how, but. On the flip side, Illinois basketball has dominated a tough league as of late, but hasn't gotten very far in the postseason. Right. And which would you rather have? Well. From what I'm hearing you say is you're quite proud to have a, a you know, very successful regular season. The worst thing in the world is when your team is awful. Okay. When your team can't win games, they're not contention, and you turn off the team in midway through the season. Some When the Braves were horrible, their first stretch – I watched every game. Now I've got the point where I just watch, watch wins. So, but that's I'm a dire. I'm weird. But it's better to have that team that's good all the time. So I understand the way Cardinal fans are, why they're so proud of the team. The fact that that team is always in contention. I'll be, I'll be stunned right now if they don't win the division. I think they will. Hmm. And then they're dangerous in the playoffs because they've got good players. they got some stars and Goldschmidt gets hot and <laughs> Arenado gets hot and they're boom they're gone you know mm-hmm. they're they're off like the Braves are last year so I I like being good every year I think that's the best way to go Mets are good Mets are really good just beat the Braves last night six four no fun to watch but I actually didn't watch the game now that mm-hmm. I think about it 
Buck Showalter threw Edwin Jackson or Edwin Diaz for two innings in a game in August. Talk yeah. about how much the Mets won in that I'm one. I'm hoping that Buck Showalter, Showalter is the Braves' hidden gem here. I'm hoping. <laughs> I think he's a pretty pretty good manager, but this is kind of a different deal. So we'll see. Uh, Braves just need to get back in the playoffs, and we'll see what happens. Hey, the Central football saga has a new layer to it. Yes. And that is mm. Urbana, their opponent for that weekend. They're trying to get the game at McKinley Field. May not have a team right. this year. Um, they're going to make a decision next week about whether they have enough enrollment and all that. Right. And if Central doesn't have an opponent, I guess they can go try and find one. Sure, they can find somebody will be out there ready to play them. Yeah, no. multi-million dollar field. Move not, another not a bad game. Offer. Move another game. You you can do that. Of course, it hasn't been approved yet. I mean, it, my, some of my neighbors, not all of them, some of them are going to be upset when they play an afternoon game on a Saturday when they're all probably out at the, somewhere else anyway. Some <laughs> of your neighbors don't like and, me. And it's a, well, this isn't a tipping point for me, but I do see the point in that they were they feel they were told that uh. this wouldn't happen. Oh, so was, uh, pol- politicians never change their minds. That's never happened ever, apparently. So, yeah, that's <laughs> – no, come on. That's, that's crazy. That's your second snort of the day. <laughs> that was a well, good it's line. Just, that was a good it's, line. They, they change their mind constantly. Did they and, change and the other their minds? The other thing is – the other thing is the kids that are playing right now, they had nothing to do with that. That's, that's yeah, not their – and the, you have this facility. I walk by it literally every day, okay? I swing by it every day. And – it's beautiful, and why don't you want a game there in the afternoon? Because it's for looking, obviously. Apparently, it's just a, it's like a parking lot or something. Well, I, I, I grew up in a park where they didn't want the kids to play at the park, so it's it's similar. Yeah, that's not, makes no yeah. sense. And the other thing is they're worried about the traffic. It's going to be a, a, about a two-hour, three-hour deal. So if you're that worried about Saturday, I want to see what everybody does on that Saturday. But I hope they play the game. I hope whoever they play, Central needs to play a game there, play one this year, and down the road play all of them. But well, that, that's the that other thing is just the bad. slippery slope. I hope so. I hope so, yes. <laughs> I'm, I, I like slippery slopes. It's kind of fun. Yeah. But, um, again, my neighbors, some of my neighbors, not all of them, they're polite about it. They're, they're like, oh, by the way, disagree. we don't really like you, yes. but we don't Civil discourse. It's fine. That's, that's America. Yes. You yeah. can I guess so. I agree yeah. Civil disagree. discourse. This is well, that's I America. This was America. It's <laughs> America. Play the game. It's a high school football game. What are we trying to keep the uh, I I can <laughs> The lights though. They're pretty right intense. They're pretty intense. Oh, right yeah, really, intense. You, you got to get some thick the curtains. Game, the game was over <laughs> by 9 o'clock. Is anybody going to bed at 9 o'clock now? If they are, that's fine. <laughs> they got these flashlights. They're well, keeping me awake. Why, why don't you... Uh, come on. I think, I think I saw some teenagers over there. <laughs> I just... I we So we have these yard signs now. That I, I've, of course, I have the... I'm pro... I made it clear. I'm pro playing the game. Yeah. I have a sign in my yard. I'm happy to have it. But there are signs that say, keep your promise, that are also in the neighborhood. So it's, it's kind of split. Probably It's probably more of the... Play, play the game signs then keep your promise signs i love how like, whiny the crowd is but it's like it's like i don't want a little battle between the neighborhoods i i want battle royale i want to agree with everybody but that's all right what about a dance-off something <laughs> rock paper scissors anything why not all right bob what are you working on 
Football, Illinois football, Illinois football, and some more Illinois football. I have a cool thing in Sunday's paper, a, um, ten, a game by week by week top, top ten games of college football. So with an explanation for each week, so it kind of tells you kind of a guide. I say clip and save. So clip it out. And now teams will change. Starting but. with the first <laughs> week of the season. Correct. Well, starting with, Z, with the week zero. Which I don't like the term, but the first I used week it. Of the oh, season. look at this! It's, now it's a whole movement. What's that? Oh, I hate it. I'm a Ritchie. but uh, Matt told me. I'd like I, to think I started it. I said Matt, and I, he said, "I said Matt, I don't want to use week zero. I said, "No, just use week zero. So that's fine. Great to see you, sir. Thanks. See ya. Thanks Enjoy your both. weekend. That's the world according to Bob Osmussen. We got more coming up. Sports talk rolling on. Evan, the University of Michigan today. Announced they've fired their hockey coach hmm. named Mel Pearson following an investigation into, guess what, Pearson's treatment of players and staff. The university chose to part ways with him. His contract is successful, had, right? Yeah. I mean, they were in the final Frozen Four this past year. It's been determined, according to their athletic director, Ward Manuel, that Mel Pearson won't return. The decision weighed heavily. For some time, we welcomed an independent third-party review into the climate and culture of our program before furthering our assessment in lockstep with campus leadership. Pearson was accused of telling players to falsify contact tracing information in COVID-19 forms, misleading recruits about how much scholarship money they would receive, berating and belittling players and staff, and not properly addressing accusations of improper treatment of female employees by their director of hockey operations. Pearson also allegedly forced former Michigan goaltender and captain Strauss Mann off the team after he brought up concerns about the culture of the program. Well, at least they're consistent, right? You can abuse other teams' coaches, but just don't abuse your own players. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) touche. (laughs) Touche. We will wrap up after this. About to wrap up this funky Friday edition of Sports Talk. And next week we'll keep diving in on football. We'll bring you some more of the high school previews as well that we've been gathering up for you on this round of media days that we've had. You, got, you just heard Saturday Sports Talk tomorrow morning with Lauren and Steve. And uh, let's see, you going to have any any fun adventures this weekend, Evan? Yeah, we're headed up to, to Chicago with uh, some buddies. Going to go watch the Cubs game and... Because uh, it's a great place to watch a game. Uh, every time, God's time, 120 start. And we're going nice. to do, I, I'm not a big autograph guy, but we're doing some autograph thing because he's a season ticket holder. So we'll see We'll see what that's all about. And as I've stated, going on six years since I've seen a regular season loss at Wrigley Field. So hopefully oh, we keep that going. You're on beaten streak. Yeah. Bring the, what's your secret? I'm there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, is it also, do you score games? Mm-mm, no. Because I, I, I'm just... I, I'm watching, I'm going and getting beer. Mostly, I, I'm checking at bat to see if it was a strike or not. That's what I do a lot of, of the game is I've got the strike zone pulled up because, you know, as great as it is to be at the ballpark, you just don't usually have a very good view of what's inside, what's outside, what's high, what's low. I recently met somebody who had a job as the inputter of ball and strike for Ooh. the for the app. Oh, That's all it was. And you can't automate it because it relies on a human being calling ball or strike for now. And so all you have to do, somebody has to actually tell the computer, hey, a 
ball was called or a strike was called. Oh. It's not even the pitch identification or the location. That is taken care of by computers. Oh, it's just the ball, ball or, strike. or strike. Interesting. I didn't realize it was he, that He complex. said it was the greatest gig ever because <laughs> she got paid to just go ball or ball strike or and strike. watch baseball. You didn't even have to call it yourself. Nope. All right, sir. Enjoy your weekend. We'll do. You do the same. Thanks to Matt Daniels, Allie Adams, Bob Osmussen for Evan Kahn. I'm Scott Beatty. Ed Bond on the other side. Appreciate his help. And this is News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, White Sox at 630. Good night.